Hi, welcome to Bookie, which unlock big ideas from world bestsellers in audio, text, and mind map. Please download Bookie at Apple Store or Google Play with more features, get your free mind snack now. Today we will unlock the book The Startup Owner's Manual, the step-by-step -step guide for building a great company. When talking about startups, many people think of it as a road of heroism full of risks and opportunities. During this journey, some business people are successful, while others flounder and exit. Due to many uncertain factors, it seems that there's no fixed formula for success in the business world. So some people cannot but wonder, is success really attained by a stroke of luck? The answer is of course no. The two authors of the book The Startup Owner's Manual tell us that there really is a road that leads to success, and this success is real and replicable. This book also tells us why startups often end up in failure and how they can find a business model that fits them best, while making sure that it is profitable and scalable in order to significantly improve their chance of success. This book points out that the so-called enterprise vision is just a series of hypotheses that have not been tested unless it passes customer validation. These successful startup owners are good at discarding traditional product management and development processes that have been used by big companies. They are also good at combining agile development and customer development and seek to continually establish, test, and find business models. As a result, they can make the transition from the unknown to the known and from the uncertain to the certain. In this book, the two authors share an important method, the customer development model. This model is a systematic process that tests business model hypotheses and then turns them into reality. However, at the same time, the authors also remind readers that this method is not suitable for startups with innovation risks. Such startups are generally biotech companies that need 5 to 10 years to transform laboratory results into commercial products. The risk they face is the uncertainty as to whether their technology will work. If it does, customers will gravitate toward it. However, suppose the technology has been developed with great effort but does not work. In this case, the previous investment has been in vain. This is what we call an innovation risk. Other than those confronted by risks of this type, startups can use the methods discussed in the book to explore their own business models. This book was written by two authors, Steve Blank and Bob Dorf. Blank is a prolific writer and speaker. He has won the Stanford University Undergraduate Teaching Award in Management and Engineering and the Earl F. Chiat Outstanding Teaching Award. He founded eight startups throughout his career. Bob Dorf built seven companies, and later started making investments and consulting others on how to invest in startups. He has earned the reputation as midwife of customer development in the business world. Both authors have rich experience in creating startups. They can offer a step-by-step -step guide for startup owners to help them systemically build a successful company. In the following text, we'll discuss the main ideas of the book in three parts. Part 1, Common Mistakes Made by Startups. Part 2, Customer Discovery. Part 3, Customer Validation. Let's now unlock the first part, the common mistakes made by startups.
many startup owners have a misunderstanding, that is on the road to success it is surefire bet to win by imitating successful large companies' way of operation. However, our host of painful lessons have taught us that this is not true. Some startups have been very conscientious and meticulous in following large companies' business models, such as copying their methods for developing products, measuring market size, and predicting sales. With every step taken and implemented, their new products still end up in failure. Why do such startups fail? The book lists nine common mistakes, and herein we will discuss three of them. The first mistake often made by startups is that they blindly develop products without understanding customer needs. Unlike mature large companies, a startup at its initial phase is just a project built on its founder's hypothesis. It has no customers, nor does it know what are the product attributes that will attract customers. So the startup is more likely to develop products blindly, and this will cause it to potentially get off to an awkward start. Let's look at a case in the book. At the end of the 20th century, during the dot-com bubble in the late 1990s, Webvan, an online grocery retail services provider vowed to deliver its products to every American household. Without communicating with any of its customers, the company invested ambitiously in developing various products armed with little more than the founder's ideals. For example, it spent 18 million US dollars to develop patented software. And it also poured 40 million US dollars into building the first automated distribution center. The company did not consider whether customers would demand such services. As customer needs did not match the company's original expectations, the customer feedback was not as optimistic as previously forecast. Webvan realized the money was not well spent. Let's talk about the second mistake. Startups often follow the traditional business plan during the initial stage. They lack a way to spot and solve problems. Traditional business plans often have clear management models and goals, allowing companies to develop the plan step by step. However, startups have no existing customer group and business models. Suppose they just carry out a set of unverified business plans blindly without trying to find and solve problems. This is a recipe for failure. Let's talk about the case of Iridium. Iridium was established by investors from 18 countries and with Motorola playing a key role in its inception. The goal of this collective endeavor was to build a mobile phone system providing signal coverage in all corners of the world. In 1991 when Iridium was founded, global mobile phone services were scarce and expensive, and the signal was unstable. Based on its hypotheses about its customers, existing problems and solutions, Iridium formulated a set of business plans. It believed that as long as these plans were steadily implemented, the company would certainly attract investment. But soon, mobile phone technology continued to make breakthroughs, and more and more areas were covered with mobile phone signals. Additionally, expensive mobile phones became cheap commodities. Confronted with a different market environment from what it had envisioned, Iridium still did not realize that its product could no longer meet customer needs, let alone solving their problems. In the end, it was forced to declare bankruptcy. 
Iridium's failure stems from its blind emphasis on implementing its business plan. But it was an untested business plan. Iridium did not stop to evaluate the situation, nor did it realize that the competitive market and customer needs had changed. Also, it did not make attempts to discover and solve the problems they were facing. The third mistake that startups often make is to use the wrong crisis management strategy when facing poor sales. As we mentioned earlier, only when presented with real sales data did Webvan realize that the market's response was not as optimistic as expected. Since the sales task was not completed as scheduled, Webvan's worried board of directors believed they had to change. Soon after, the vice president of sales was fired. Her successor believed their products did not sell because of an incorrect company positioning and marketing strategy. As a result, she began reformulating the sales plan and overhauled everything from the ground up again. In fact, sometimes under such circumstances, companies would only need to adjust once or twice to find the correct sales roadmap. The drastic changes during an already difficult period of financial distress significantly increased the burden on the company. In 1999, Webvan went public. After that, Massive deficits accumulated every quarter, and irrational spending continued as planned. As a result, seven months after its initial public offering, the company declared bankruptcy. The wrong crisis management directly led to the company going under. That's all for the first part. Let's briefly summarize. Startups are not simply the minuscule versions of large companies they should avoid the following three mistakes. First, startups have little understanding of customer needs while blindly develop new products. Second, they often execute business plans that have not been verified. They can't easily find ways to stop and find new problems and then solve them. Finally, they often use improper crisis management, which piles on the financial pressure. Today we are just sharing limited content. To unlock more key insights of world-class bestseller please download our app. Just search for B-O-O-K-E-Y at Apple Store or Google Play. Get your free mind snack now.